Sports Squad with Io and Chanel. Hello and welcome to Sports Squad here on Fun Kids. I'm Io and with me is the wonderful, the super active Chanel. How you doing Chanel? I've been practicing the round the world challenge that Live Quick gave us, but I've probably gotten half round the world so far. Not quite ready to show Liv. I know she's waiting for our videos. Do you know what she said? Practice, practice, practice. Keep going. I have faith in you. Well, there's no doubt today's big guest could give you some tips as well, actually, because he's a quality footballer. He scored goals for England and two of the biggest clubs in the world. Sports Squad with Io and Chanel. Let me introduce you to our guest today because in his career, he's played for clubs including Manchester United, Arsenal, and he's currently playing for Watford as well. And he's also scored 16 goals for England. Danny Welbeck, welcome to Sports Squad. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about um, you growing up as a kid, because uh, how did you know and when did you know that football's the one for you? Did you were you always quite focused, even at a young age, thinking, do you know, I'd love to be a footballer, you know? Yeah, um, I think ever since a young age, like, well, it was just like out playing on the streets with my brothers and my friends on the estate, playing on the street every day. Then just escalated. I started playing Fletcher Moss Rangers, which was my local team. Then I went um, on Charles City and then went to United and then you're looking on TV, you're like, oh yeah, I want to I wanna be playing football. I want that to be my job. So it was ever since a young age that I really aspired to be a, a professional footballer. Yeah, I think you were spotted by scouts at the age of six and uh, I think you signed for the academy when you were eight. Was it even more sweet to sign for United as a local lad? Yeah, obviously as a, a local lad and then when I went for the trials and then for them to actually sign me at uh, eight years of age, I was so I was really excited. Couldn't wait to get to training, get to playing games with, with um, the academy team. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Chanel, no, no, look at you. Like, you want to ask a question. You love your football. What's it like at an academy at such a big club? You combine playing football with schoolwork. Yeah, schoolwork definitely comes into it. Um, well, even in year 10, year 11, maybe year 9 as well, I was missing like one or two subjects in the week to go and train with with the older age group. Um, but every time I missed a, uh, <laughs> a session, they always, always sent schoolwork with me. And then after training, um, I'd be sat there with um, Dave Bushel, the welfare education officer, and I'll just be... Um, I'd be having to do my homework. Education and football was a mixture right from the start and it was always told to me that I had to do the schoolwork to then to be able to leave school and train with the older teams. I'm just starting my GCSEs later this year. You passed 12 of them. Did you ever think I'd do something with my education or was football your main goal? Um, football was my main goal, but my parents also made it a priority for me to, to work on my education. Um, I had good motivation as well because my two older brothers, they did very well in their GCSEs. I'm competitive, you know, I think what I come across as like the dumb one, so. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just tried to do as best as I could, obviously mixing it with the football as well. Football was always my, my main aim. But um, I just try and do as well as my brothers, which they did extremely well, but um, I did pretty well too. I'm just thinking when you broke into the first team, you were a teenager, you were sitting amidst the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, Ryan Giggs. What, what is that like for a, a, a young lad? Obviously you love your football, but these are some of the best players in the world literally sitting next to you in, in the change room. Do you have to earn your stripes a little bit or are you one of those little quiet ones in the corner? Do you know what? Luckily for me, when I went into the dressing room, 17, I was... Uh, I was in the corner, but I was in between Ryan Giggs and Cristiano Ronaldo. So it was like, I sat down, idle there, and then idle 
next to me, I'm just like, whoa, didn't really know what to expect, you know, what to what to do. Um, but they, everyone in the dressing room was brilliant with me. They could see that I was there to work hard and, you know, um, I had great mentors above me to learn from. Yeah, all the lads were great. I'm just buzzing for you, man, thinking, God, do you know, that's everyone's dream, isn't it? <laughs> Firstly, to play for a massive club, but secondly, to, to play with players you properly respect and players you've admired for, for years. You, you've got to have some sort of nerve of steel, though, you know. Yeah, so when you first go in that dressing room, to be fair, there was like little sort of thing. You see the boys, all the first team around the training ground and everyone would, you'd say good morning or just the usual little chit-chat. Some were more friendly than others. We used to do pantomimes as well, Christmas pantomimes. Uh, so, <laughs> so every youth team would do a pantomime coming through. That kind of it brings the camaraderie together that little bit more because the pantomime is based on like taking the Mickey out of the first team. So you'd have <laughs> a youth team member just taking the Mick, and then yeah, that would just uh, follow on. So then you chat about it in the corridors if you're walking past them at some point, like, and then some of them like, why are you coming for me? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, some of them were really funny with it. Some of them might not have liked it as much. But yeah, I think you do have that interaction in around the training ground. And then it's times where you get called up to train with the first team, maybe one or two of the members of the youth team are reserved. So, but once you get into that dressing room, that's when the hard work really starts. For me in school, we can learn a lot of from senior pupils like the head girl and the head boys. What's it like at a club like Manchester United learning from experienced players like Wayne Rooney? How did you get on with them? Yeah, um, they've all been in the same position as a young player, you know, um, coming through. And uh, even though they're like superstars, world-renowned football names and some of the best players in the world, they're just normal people, normal guys, and they like to have a laugh and they like to have fun, but they're always dedicated to the job and they're committed to winning. And that's something where you learn, you learn from them. You're looking at them, how they train every day, how they, how they recover, and the stuff that they're doing to help themselves improve. You're watching around the dressing room and you see on a match day how how they would um, prepare for a game. Even going into hotels the night before a game. That's obviously something that would be new for you as a young player coming through. You have dinner, you see what they eat, you know what I mean? See what they eat the night before a game. Just like routines and you kind of, you develop your own routine, you see what's best for you. But um, these stars, they're all uh, very down to earth guys as well and they like to have fun at the end of the day. And they want to play football and win. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just thinking of what you're saying in terms of stars because you've played with so many of the likes of Rooney, obviously, Ronaldo. Out of all these players that have been in your life, who's got the best techers? You aside, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I've seen your techers, but realistically, who are you like? Oh my God, that guy is fire. <laughs> Do you know what? There's a lot. Well, there's not a lot, but there's. With techers, are you talking just passing or...? No, no, I'm, I'm talking dribbling. I'm a dribbler, bro. Dribbling? I'm talking dribbling. All right, so I've seen, obviously, Ronaldo close up at, at United when I was coming through. His feet were a madness, so just so quick. I remember, like, we used to see him um, going out after training and something. He had them ankle weights on his, uh, you know, ankle weights that you wear around your ankle and... Yeah, yeah. You just go out and start doing bare step overs and stuff like that. And With ankle weights? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it comes to, <laughs> to training, yeah, his feet were a joke. 
Now, let's talk about you as a striker because I'm a big Arsenal fan. So what is it like as a striker? Because Ian Wright's spoken about this before, that buzz that you get when you score a goal. But when you score a winning goal, can you even explain what that feels like when the crowd is shouting, screaming, and you know you've actually just won the game? Them rushes there, they're the ones that you, you just want to keep on getting more and more and more of. And it's an unreal moment, but it's something where, you know, once it's over, it's, it's something that you want to feel again. But the buzz is, it's just... It's unexplainable. Is that what keeps you playing? That buzz? Is that what keeps yeah, you playing? Yeah, the buzz and the love for the game. And you always wanting to be better. You always have that love inside you for the game where you just want to enjoy it and um, try and put all the other stuff to the side. And once you get out on that pitch and you go into training, you, you're really enjoying yourself and, you know, trying to enjoy um, working harder to try and become better and to improve. Let's keep talking about the goals because 16 goals for England and you played in two World Cups, the Euros. What's it like playing for your country, putting that shirt on? Yeah, it's, uh, it's such a, an honour and privilege. And, you know, when you put on that shirt, you just want to do, give it the best that you can and, you know, go out, go out there and make yourself proud, your family and the country, uh, all the fans. And, yeah, it's, um, it's a beautiful feeling. In your career, you've won Premier League titles, FA Cups, League Cups. Is there one career highlight that stands out? Um, good question, you know. <laughs> probably winning the Premier League. Winning the Premier League because I'd been a little boy um, growing up supporting Manchester United and, you know, always looking onto you, seeing them lifting Premier League and trophies and then to finally be able to do that and um, something that I've always aspired to doing as, as a little boy growing up and seeing it on the TV, yeah, that's probably the highlight. There's so many highlights like playing for your country as well, <laughs> your debuts and stuff like that, but um, lifting the Premier League. What qualities do you need to become a really top footballer um, and a top sportsman? Hard work, the determination to do the hard work every single day, enjoy playing the game, enjoy learning and also to enjoy enjoy doing hard work also enjoy the the ups and the downs you're going to learn from every single moment because there's going to be high points there's going to be low points but it's how you learn from them low points that will only take you higher as well and know that you can always always improve every single day is a there's always something more that you can improve on something more you can learn there's so many small percentages that if you put them all together, that might be the, the, final, the final percentage that you need to get to becoming a professional footballer. So you just try and put as much of it together as you can and good luck. <laughs> yes, that's the one because th there's a lot of luck attached to it as well, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot of luck, but I think uh, a lot of people do earn the luck as well by working hard. So um, yeah, you work hard and and hopefully you'll, you'll get there. That's a wonderful way to, to end this interview. And uh, Danny, stay with us because I definitely know you've got a challenge to do. Sports Squad Challenge. Okay, so this is the part of the show where our guest gets to set a challenge. So Danny Welbeck, what is your challenge this week? Um, I'd say the challenge this week will be 20 kick-ups with your right and left foot. Alternatively, only using... Your laces. Ooh! <laughs> nice. Just your laces, right, left, right, left, 20 times. 20 times. 
Start off at 10. If you think you're getting that's too easy, then go for 20. <laughs> <laughs> but for you, easy, mate. You could do it with your eyes closed, surely. Go for 10. We'll go 10 kickups, yeah? All okay, 10 to okay. right, left. You got that, Chanel? How are you feeling about that? Definitely a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see, see the video. Yeah, definitely, definitely. If you do it, tag Danny Welbeck in uh, so we can see your video. And also make sure you send it to us on Fun Kids as well. Danny Welbeck, thank you so much for, for chatting to us. This has been so much fun and definitely very inspirational. Hopefully, good luck for the rest of the season. And we want to see you scoring more goals, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. The World of Sports Squad. Can I just say, Danny Welbeck, what an absolute legend. So glad we got him on Sports Squad. Honestly, our contact list is getting even bigger now. Right, Chanel, it's your turn to talk to us about the world of sport and what have you got for us today? We've got another story from the German Football League and it's another funny one. When you go to a football match, Io, what kind of fan are you? Do you like to shout and chant? Do you like to jump up and down or do you just sit down in silence? Look, look, look. I, as you can tell, I've got really good vocal cords, so I'm a singer. Although, I've got to say, sometimes when you go to the Arsenal, we're not the greatest singing club, but how can I put it? I turn into a bit of a meanie. I just go, come on, score, what's wrong with you? And then off the pitch, I'm just like, well, actually, that, that was worth it. I just use football as a really good way to get a lot of my frustrations out. I've never been one of those passive fans, so let's just put it that way. Turning into a bit of a coach shouting for your team. <laughs> well, the Bundesliga started a few days ago. No spectators allowed, but one of the top German teams is allowing cardboard cutouts of fans into the stadium. So Ayo, you could get a giant photo of your face stuck onto a giant piece of cardboard which sits in the sands. I wouldn't mind that. That sounds good for me. Well, if you want to have a cutout, it will cost you 19 euros, about £16.60 to take your place for Borussia Mönchengladbach games. That's probably cheaper than a price of a ticket, but you would have to sit in silence. I should say the proceeds go to good causes. Oh, that's actually quite nice, isn't it? And I'm also really glad you, you learned how to say Mönchengladbach. It's not the easiest thing to say. I've got to say, Chanel, though, can you imagine, though, like maybe this could be the future for the Premier League, really, whilst until this is over, is that it must feel a bit strange to be playing football as a player when there's no noise from the crowd? Because that's part of the game, isn't it? It's definitely very weird for them. I can't imagine. Like, whenever you score, you have such a big crowd and it's probably amazing to see how many people there are. But having no one is probably dull. Very, very dull. Anyway, that is all we have got time for on today's show. So it's goodbye from Chanel. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. Bye. Sports Squad is brought to you with the support of the Audio Content Fund. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoy the programme, please review and rate us as well. Catch you next time. I'm James Stewart. And in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. <laughs> this is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts.